Hi and welcome. <laughs> This is episode 17. If you didn't pick up that from the first place, um, we are interviewing. <laughs> All right, this is complete failure. Today we'll we'll uh, interview Jay Dylan. Uh, we won't take another take because uh, yeah, it's funny. It's funny. So Jay Dylan, he has set up his business. Uh, he is working with Princess Trust. He's helping younger people to get into business. So sorry for the quite uh, unusual introduction. Uh, here we go with the actual podcast. So today's guest is uh, Jay Dillon, but just for the audience' sake, so you know who is on board, who is on the call. I'm Ivan. And I'm Charlie. Right, and uh, on the other side of the channel we have got... Jay Dillon. Pleasure to be on the show. Yeah, now, uh, of course we, we like to have a great guest, Jay, so no, no pressure this time. No pressure at all. I had, uh, I had Rob last time, so I'm cool. I'm cool. Uh, that's, that's perfect. Uh, we we just did one last week uh, with Grant Cardone, uh, so you're in excellent competition here. How can I follow that? But I will try my best. It, it will be it will be great. So for the audience, uh, would you mind just share some high level? Who are you? Where do you come yeah. from? What do you work with? Yeah, well, yeah, some with? of those things. Yeah. yeah so um, obviously, my name is Jay. I'm an entrepreneur for the last sort of 18 years. Uh, my background is recruitment. I built a recruitment business from zero to 500 staff. Uh, we did about 35 million pounds in sales over the, the period of time, and then we sold it to an investment firm. So I've had 10 years of building, nurturing a business and uh, selling it, which is the ultimate goal for me, was to have some value, something to sell. So today, uh, obviously, I, I've invested in property, Um, I run an online company called recruitmentboss.com, which is an online recruitment company. Different to the traditional recruitment, it helps people advertise their jobs online. And I do mentoring for the Prince's Trust. So since when I sold the business, I wanted to give something back. And I've been helping the Prince's Trust and young entrepreneurs for the last five years. I'm soon, well, it should be launched by the time this is live, uh, right. at my own podcast. Yeah. Excellent. So what's the, what's the yeah. podcast's name? The podcast will be called the Business Mentor Podcast. Excellent. Sounds good. And who is the best person to, to tune into that one later? Who's your ideal listener? Yeah, so the, the ideal listeners is anyone starting a business, anyone that's in a business. The inspiration around the podcast was working with the Prince's Trust because I was a business mentor there. I want to create a library where people can share ideas and go to an episode, any problems, they can pick an episode and it'll help them out. So, Jay, tell us about the Prince's Trust. So the Prince's Trust is an organisation in the UK. It's been going for around 50 years. It's quite quite a long period of time. It's set up by uh, Prince Charles, and it's to help young people get into business or even find work. So it's a charity. There's a lot of celebrities behind the charity People like Rhea Ferdinand, Beyonce, even Jay-Z. It's well thought of. And the whole goal is to help young people be successful. So sometimes they've had a troubled background. So they may have had hardships, parent problems, and they come to the trust. And the trust is a program which helps them achieve their goals. So is it like uh, kind of like mentoring or do you... Yeah, so, so with my side, people like our side, so on, they'll, they'll approach entrepreneurs who've been pretty successful 
in their business, and then we will then mentor them. So let's say, for example, you guys want to go on the Prince Trust, you're a bit young at the moment, but let's say you get to 19 and you've got a business idea, you're thinking, where do I go? You haven't got a great dad with great knowledge. You would then go into the, the program and then someone like me would then come and mentor you along the way. So you'll have a business plan, you have everything done, and then I'd pick up the plan and say, yeah, I like this, and then I'd meet with you, and then you'll say, right, KJ, this is what I want to do, and I would help you along the way. So meet every month, you know, every quarter, be on the phone. So really helping this person. Yeah. I, I, I saw something about like e-mentoring. E is most of it done by, by a platform or, or, or virtually, or do you also meet up? Yeah, that's changed very recently, the e-mentoring. So I'm not on that e-mentoring program. I'm on the physical one-to-one -one program. Um, the e-mentoring has just been launched. And uh, I think that's what they're trying to do. So I can now, because at the moment I can only mentor people around my area because I've got to travel to them. The e-mentoring is new where, like, let's say in London, someone's mentoring. In fact, I got an email before this call about someone who wants to start a recruitment agency in London. He wants to have a chat because I know the niche. So, yeah, it gives you more of a, a reach kind of thing. But I think it's a bit of both. What does our podcast name Invest in You mean to you? Invest in You is very important and I think is underrated. It means always improving yourself. For example, spending that £10 on a book to learn. You know, I spent thousands on mentoring from the great uh, people and I think investment is always developing yourself. How do you invest to grow? So at the moment what I do is um, I invest in mentors myself. Even though I give mentoring, I've got a lot of mentors. Um, this year I've obviously invested in the podcast, which is something I'm doing. I do invest in sales all the time, um, networking, and uh, yeah, just constantly spending money. I don't know, you probably can't see a bookshelf. <laughs> I've, got, I've got 200 books well, like yourselves. You've got lots of books. So constantly reading. You know, I get excited about reading. So when I get a book, I, I did this thing on a podcast. I get excited more by Amazon dropping off a book so I can open and see the book Yeah. than anything else. I don't know what you guys are like, but, yeah. you know, before it was like, a, it's like a gambler, right, when he puts a bet on. But for me, <laughs> I get the book, I open it, and then obviously I, I try to read it, like everyone does. Yeah. But, yeah, investing in me is just about constantly investing, spending money. And, by the way, spending money is really important if you've got it because it commits you to actually doing that program. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. 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 And you can make more money by uh, spending money on uh, good stuff as well. Yeah, 100%. I've spent thousands, but yeah, the return, in it, oh God, is unthinkable. I, th I think that, I really think that's a magic thing, you know, people don't realize because no one wants to give that penny away, you know, they're really tight. But if you can let it go, you will automatically want to make more money with that investment. Yeah. Because in your mind, you're thinking, you know, it's a bit like a gambler. A gambler puts a bet on. He's always chasing that, isn't he? He's always chasing that money. But obviously, he'll always lose because the bookies always win. So I think <laughs> when, you, when you actually, yeah, when you actually pay for something, You're going to make it work, trust me, because you don't want to lose that money. Yeah, yeah. investing is great. Yeah. 100%. Huh? When will you boys write, write a book and what will that be about? I would like to write a book pretty soon. And then I think it would be about like my life. Yeah. About my life and my advice. Learnings and things. That I give to them. So do you guys um, read quite a lot? You're reading books, yeah? Well, to be honest, we used to. Uh, we don't really do that so much anymore. But we'll probably be... Uh, Increasing our reading, reading good more. stuff. Yeah, no, awesome, awesome. I think it's really good. And I want to listen to your story because 
I've got younger daughters, so I want to listen to your experiences and share them with me because I want to give it to them because you guys look like, you know, where I'd want my daughters to be in the future, sitting with me on a podcast, learning, you know, going with your dad. It's amazing. You guys yeah. would be successful. And you, you get what you ask for. So Charlie asked me as the, before the, the call, like, how do you get to, like, number one Amazon bestseller? And I told him the, the very simple fact. Just yeah. ask me how. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So you had another comment, Charlie? Yeah. Asking questions, very important. And yeah. um, one thing I often do is set very high goals. And then I maybe don't manage all those goals. Sometimes I do, sometimes I don't. But I usually yeah. manage to do something very good. And I, yeah, I always aim very high. Well, when you aim high, even if you don't make it all the way, you will make it further. So, like, if I don't remember the exact quote, but it's like, if you aim at the stars, you might hit the treetops, you know. <laughs> You're going to get further by aiming well, higher. Well, you've met Grant, what's Grant's philosophy? 10x, yeah? yeah. So if you aim for 10, you yeah. hit 5. You bet they try to aim for one and a half and you don't get there. But yeah, yeah exactly. And one of Bruce Lee's saying, sayings, I don't know quite how it goes, but it's like... Um, you have to, you can't like put limits on yourself. It was something like that. It's like if you put limits on what you do, physical or anything else, they can spread into the rest of your work and your life. There are no limits. There are only plateaus, but you, can, you must go beyond them, blah, blah, something like that. That was not the one I meant, but that's also a good one. <laughs> yeah. He's got a lot of good sayings. <laughs> yeah. It's hard to remember them all. Yeah, he's a really smart guy. I think that martial artists are good. Yeah. Shall I tell you something funny about Bruce Lee? I've just been shocked with my wife, and she just take me to the cleaners, as, as they do. But I, went, I, I like to go to bookshops, and I put on my Instagram. I went around the bookshop. I tried to find real good books. You know the books you've got on your shelf and I have shelf? And uh, it's in my picture on Instagram. I looked at the books. They were all like rubbish stuff. And guess where? It's funny you mentioned Bruce Lee. And a picture is on Instagram. I'm making this up. <laughs> Bruce Lee's book was on the floor. And I posted on Instagram. I said, can you believe Bruce Lee, one of the most inspiring guys in generations? His book is right on the floor. And you get all these books that mean no value. Yeah. And that's the way society is going, right? They're leaving the best knowledge at the bottom. Yeah. And uh, you know what I mean? So yeah, I, I totally get the book thing and uh, the quotes. Yeah. But society is not investing in themselves, are they? It's supposed yeah. to get easier and easier to find knowledge now that the internet is here, but it's, it's getting, it's getting a bit harder as well yeah. in some ways. And here's the thing is like, people always want the quick fix. I've noticed this and like, uh, training programs this is really unrelated to business but like everyone wants to get the training program it's only like tw 20 minutes a week or something and um then and like minimalistic that means like you have only a few basic movements yeah but like if you want to maximize your strength or whatever you need to do like many different like accessory movements and training different muscles and and uh, periodizing and like switching it up That's but true. people don't want to do that just because they're too lazy and I think that they're shortchanging their gains and But then they have like a training. When I have a training partner, like my brother, then it becomes a lot easier, I think. Yeah. So having mentors is great. Do you invest in your own health? Yeah, I do. I do. I'm not in, I, well, I should do more. I was talking to Rob Moore, I think it was about a few months ago, and he was outside in his gym, right? So I said to him, I join a gym, I don't join a gym. So in my downstairs, in my like garage, like it's quite a basement, you might call it, but I've converted the garage into a proper gym, weights, everything, still don't use it. So now I just do a bit on the bike. But I think training, I played semi-professional football for quite a while when I was younger. But yeah, going to the gym, I can remember meeting you guys 
at the um, progressive and I said, What are you are you guys tired? And you guys said to me, You just been gym. And I was like, <laughs> Whoa man, these guys have been gym and I was like tired anyway, but yeah. And it's one of my goals is, is always to concentrate and, you know, you have to do that. Okay, and then uh, another thing that I've noticed is, like, uh, also connected to this, like, you want to do the easiest thing. Uh, a lot of people, they're like, they only do uh, bench press or they only do the thing in business they're good at or they they don't do the cardio or the back work or whatever. Like, this, the stuff that they think is um, is boring, but it's most important for them. Yeah, 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 yeah. In, in in brackets, what's wrong about bench press? Surely you had the question. <laughs> yeah, I, I yeah. I can't quite well, remember now. I'll remember it soon. No, but you're right because I was into training body when I was younger, and you know bench press. I don't know about you, Frederick. Yeah, everyone have this big upper body. You look at the legs, and they're just holding up. You know what I mean? Yeah. Everyone used to miss the leg days, but you're right. But your legs are your most strongest part. If you look at a footballer, the legs are massive because he's yeah, bodybuilder. You yeah, read about Arnold's legs. Oh yeah, uh, his he had a, a trainer or a mentor or something, and uh, yeah. he, he had a he's really talk, big... talking about the book uh, Total Recall by Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. Had, yeah. Uh, was, he liked to have like um, I don't know what it's called, but like normal trousers all the way down to like wow. uh, hide his calves, and then he had yeah. like uh, tank tops or whatever it's called, like I have now, so that you can see like his big shoulders and arms and everything. <laughs> And then yeah. his trainer said that he should have uh, long-sleeved uh, um, uh, t-shirts yeah. and um, that were loose-fitting so it makes him look smaller and uh, short so that you can see his calves. So what he did yeah. is he, he cut off all his like trousers so so he, he exposed his weak point and it made him so angry. So he just wanted to <laughs> he had to train his calves. That's the best way, right? If you expose your weaknesses, yeah. you're going to do it, but a lot of people just hide behind. I have that in sales. My sales teams are like, Sometimes I have girls, I get them, well, girls and guys, I, they're really good at the interview, I get them on a phone, and they, sometimes I had one girl, I went for a meeting, came back, she went home, because she's so scared to pick up the phone. Yeah. <laughs> and really, you've got to just keep on doing it, you get better at doing things, you know what I mean? So, yeah. you've got to get Yeah, no, I, I re- really respect, especially people who come from years of uh, experience in the recruitment business, because if you've been doing that for years, not like... A couple of months. That means yes. you you you're not afraid of the phone. Otherwise, you would not survive in that industry. Uh, let let's drill into the, your your industry and, and recruitment because I can also help people to to get yep. into the job or whatever. What's some of your top top tips for people looking for a job? So I think the biggest thing sometimes people don't get right is the interviewing. The interview stage is about selling yourself, right? So what I find is. If you're looking for a job, one, make sure your CV is up to date. Make sure it's professionally laid out. And this is where investing in yourself is important. If you can't do it, just pay someone a Fiverr or a website, $25 or $50 or whatever it costs to get your CV formatted right. Because the biggest thing that puts me off when I used to get CVs in my recruitment industry is when it's badly formatted or you can't open it. So that's one thing. Two, I would say is learn how to interview. Interview, really important. Biggest thing is crazy, but when I used to have people used to interview and used to go out to interview this, they never researched the company, yeah? yeah. Now, even though I've come on this um, podcast interview with you and you're interviewing me, I've still been on the internet yesterday, a little bit of research and a bit about yourself because I'm interested, right? Yeah. And a lot of people don't do that. They go to a job and ask the question, what do you know about the company? And like, they go blank. I'm like, wow, you know, that's a big no. You don't show an interest. So yeah. that's another tip. And and when you're interviewing, one of the thing, uh, the keys, another key is, is show examples. 
It's really important. So if I'm interviewing you, Frederick, and it's for a job in recruitment, you said I can do whatever. I think great, but the best thing is where you say, look, Jay, here's my figures. Yeah. Look, this this is what I did. And soon as soon as you do that, as an interview, I'm thinking he's got authority. And people forget these three steps. Yes. And uh, if they do them three steps, nine times out of ten, you know, my wife, she's a contractor. When we got married, I, I taught all this stuff. And every time she goes to a job, she gets it. Yes. Because she never used to take examples. And the examples, and even taking references. So if you leave a job, before you leave, get that person to give you a written reference. Right? Because you, you get a name and number, and guess what? That person can leave for, he can leave for another job, can't he? True. So. Um, but get written reference. So when you go there, you've got your, your pad, you've got your references, and sometimes on the back of that, they'll give you the job without even referencing. Yeah? Yeah. So very small tips, four tips. You do that, you will always uh, get a job. Okay. And we've also got quite a few entrepreneurs and business owners listening to this. Uh, I think even more than, than people look for jobs. Uh, yes. Flipping it. Uh, yeah. What should uh, an employer looking for a, a new recruit really think about? Just high-level top tips? Yeah, high-level attitude. Number one is attitude. I've recruited probably, God, thousands of people um, in my own office as well. And the number one thing that always pops out is attitude. And I've taken on people because I think they're going to be good and I hope they're going to be good and they've been the biggest headache. So I would te- I would literally take someone on with a little less skill but the right attitude because they're going to stay till 6.30 at night yep. or they're going to make that phone call rather than someone who's really good, turns up 10 minutes late and leaves at five on the dot. And when you're ringing them and you're at home and you're the CEO of the company, they're just not picking the phone. You know what I mean? So I would recommend that. And I'd also recommend is when you advertise is you get the right job description. Yeah. The right job description. And make sure you're – I have loads of business owners, friends of mine. They'll advertise for a job and they want to pay peanuts, right? So just look at the value this person will give to your business. Okay, cool. Uh, I, I think you, t- you just spoke yourself into a business opportunity. I'll explain that later. <laughs> no, no problem. I'm always up for opportunities. There's loads of tips, Frederick, in recruitment. Yeah. You know, I can teach companies how to recruit, how to, you know, I've done it for so long. So I do that. My recruitingboss.com model is yeah. about not people going to agency but recruiting themselves. So I do that for them. Okay, perfect. All right. They don't quite know it yet, but they're, they're just about to, to join. Um, there will be your competition very soon. Oh, cool. Oh. Competition. Competition is healthy. It is very yeah. good. No, uh, jokes aside, they they asked about to become owners uh, of a part of a HMO up in Derby. You do business there, right? Yeah, I've got HMOs in Derby. I thought so. Um, I thought so. so yeah. From your from your profile, I just assumed. No, no problem. I'm, I'm more than, for the right people. Come, I can show you my, what I've got there. Derby is a very good city. Yeah. Uh, very, very HMO market is quite strong there. So. We can have a talk and, uh, yeah, no worries. Go for it, man. It's there's, it's plenty out there. There's plenty of people coming to Derby, so you could take your piece of the pie. Perfect. Would you like to talk more about your, your property business side so people can pick up yeah. ideas from that? So my property business started in 2000 and, well, it's about 2007. So what I was doing was from the recruitment, from the profits, I was buying single lets as we all start off. So I've built that up. And then uh, I started investing in HMOs, 2013 so a lot of my contractors who worked for my agency i used to place them in there and then when they left obviously i went to the the professional market 
And yeah, so really it's it's just HMOs, single lets. I like single lets because we put a lot into the, the deal and it's more long term. It's grown really well for us. Good. And my, my next, uh, which will be interesting, Frederick, I'm sure we'll have a conversation, but my next is the, the commercial. So my, my goal is to now buy blocks of uh, blocks of apartments rather than uh, single lets and uh, HMOs. I'm, I'm, coming, I'm coming in your field now. That sounds <laughs> good. a bit like yeah. my dad. He had like a plan to like buy a big skyscraper of offices. Like this was just a plan. We're not sure if he's going to do it, but he's like buy a awesome. big like office building and like make it all like a gigantic HMO of like a hundred rooms or something. Yes. Well, they're doing it now, aren't they? Co-living. They're doing it in Manchester and London and exactly. you know, exactly. it's the way it's going. But yeah, cool. Perfect. One thing that I just thought of, I can't remember what we were talking about, but it is asking questions, daring to ask questions, very important. And yeah. then it was another thing. Uh, me and Ivan, we have started with routines every day. Oh yeah, routines, super important. Just a random thought. Yeah. Excellent, so routines. Any any good routines in your life, Jay? Yeah, so uh, <laughs> routine is a kids at the moment, but no, I get up at five o'clock every morning. Yeah, um, I get up five o'clock and I will do half an hour on my bike or the treadmill, and then I'll spend twenty uh, minutes on reading a book. So twenty minutes on reading a book. And what I do is a bit different with books. I don't know if you do it, but what I do is I have a notepad, like a, um, a normal like a notepad. And when I've read three or four chapters, I summarise in my book. So what happens then is I like, think and grow rich. It's a very big book, right? Yep. So now I've got it in my notepad down to about ten pages. So I can read that book very quickly now because I've summarized the points rather than keep going back to the same book. Does that make sense? So I do that and then I set my goals every morning. So I, it's normally a to-do to list really that never gets done. But I yeah. do that um, and then really then I spend time with my children and I, I, I made a commitment when I sold my agency because my agency was 24-7. It was like manufacturing. I was really busy that I would spend time. I dropped my kids off at school. Now, I don't know if that was the right thing because it is, yeah. it's, it's just a commitment going there. But then I dropped my two daughters off and then I'm onto the office. So, yeah, my routine is that, you know, to get up early. The problem is you go to sleep very early as well. But, yeah. you know, I can't that's stay that's up past okay. 10 o'clock now. That's like almost every single person we've ever interviewed that's good has like a per- <laughs> has like a flawless morning routine yeah, yeah you need to, you need to get yourself really, really normal because like if you don't have a morning routine you just don't really do anything for the first couple hours of the day and you waste time and then you have everything to do in the evening you know yeah. yeah, exactly, exactly. And it's just L- you play catch-up all day. Yeah, l- l- lie in and then to the phone and social media and all of a sudden time just fly by. Uh, 100%. Do you, do you guys have any routines? Yeah, our routines right now, we've had many different ones and we've failed. Like, <laughs> and because, Yeah, we just forget about it or we just don't find the time to do it. Like, and I can't come up with a proper example but yeah. when we're playing Minecraft, we're like, oh, let's try to stick to this world in Minecraft. No, it's starting to get boring. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think Ivan has got a great morning routine. What's a typical morning before school? So um, we wake up right now. We do like training in the morning. So we'll do daily push-ups, sit-ups and uh, high jumps and pull-ups. And we like progressively increase each of them. It's really good. There's a guy called um, Joe, the body coach. I don't know if you've heard of him. He's very good on this high intensity, what you said, which is high intensity. Yeah. So soon I might do a video with him for 20 minutes on YouTube or something. But yeah, 
That's yeah. really good. It's really good, guys. I think Ivan's got a great routine. Uh, like myself, he is cycling to school, so that means... Oh, yeah, that routine. How, how many kilometers do you get per day? I get around 20 kilometers per day or so, 25, so somewhere in tw- between. 20, 25 kilometers per day of, of cycling cross-country every day, five days a week, regardless weather. That's solid uh, investment in yourself for, forever. And then six trainings a week as well. And it's still a real routine because you don't even think about it. It just happens. You just cycle to yeah. school and it isn't really difficult even just because you're so used to it. Yeah. What about yourself, Frederick? Are you cycling 20k a day or? Uh, I used to. Not yeah. now. Uh, most likely do a competition tomorrow and, and mountain bike. So I look forward to that. Nice. Uh, we, we spoke about uh, the school system just before yeah. we started recording. Let's jump into that one there because we, we've all got uh, ideas around that. One thing I want to say about my school is uh, I think it's very good. Maybe not for teaching business because I noticed that their idea is a bit different in like where you have to get a job and stuff. But except for that, I think that I have a very, very good school, amazing location and everything. Great teachers you're, as well. It's a very small get, school. You're going to get top marks for that. Yeah, teachers are going to listen to that and you're going to get top marks. <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> but yeah, with, with the school system. So look, you know, I'm I've been through the whole thing. So we weren't very rich. You know, we were quite. You know, my dad was a normal worker. We came, but they came from India, so we went to not a very good school. But I, my uncles were very educated, so the education thing was what everyone did anyway. So. I went through normal school and I can remember, you know, before when I was your age, I used to do paper rounds and sell cost areas to make a bit of money. And then I went to the school system, went all the way to university and at 21 came up with a degree. Believe it or not, it was a business degree, right? But it taught you nothing about business, <laughs> absolutely nothing. It was more about the computers, right? Nothing about cash flow, nothing about profit and loss. And then I actually worked for a corporate company, and um, two years after that, what I realized was they the whole system took you away from selling and actually making money. Yeah. And you know, and obviously re- I re-educated myself in sales, and I invested in myself to learn that when really I should have learned that anyway. But I think the school system, the problem with the school system at the moment, my two daughters now, I put them into an independent school. So that's uh, I don't know if your listeners are, but you get a state school and you get a paid private school. So I want I want them to have the best education. Now, what I'm finding is that even though they go, they've got their own structure, I can see them not being the way I would teach them. Does that make sense? So there's no emphasis on – it is good for – it's a lot better than state school, but it's still – I can see the way – because I talk to parents who've got 17-year-old, 18-year-old kids in there. Yeah. And there's – again, it's all about getting a job at the end. There's no entrepreneurial. There's no about starting your own business. There's nothing about cash flow. And, um, yeah, so I think, and a lot of entrepreneurs think, and um, Grant Cardone, we were talking about this, was they don't teach the fundamentals of life. Cash, making money, is the oxygen we live in, right? Without money, we can't be doing this. Yeah. But they, but they don't talk about it. So, obviously, as you go older, you'd expect them to bring it in 13, 14, but they don't. So, whether it's state, whether it's independent, for some reason – they don't teach money. Now, I've got a theory behind this, and I think the reason why they don't teach it because the teachers themselves aren't rich anyway, yeah? So they really haven't made the money. You see what I'm saying? So, yeah. you, you know, you haven't got a millionaire. You haven't got, you know, they're just surviving month by month. True. They're still, they're still afraid of losing their job. 
So for me personally, I don't think that's going to change until Frederick people like yourself or me or Rob or Grant or whatever who actually been there, done it, start teaching. And I've tried to actually go there and teach and they don't want nothing to do with this. Yes. It's crazy. Um, so that's the reason. So I think if they can bring some entrepreneurs in there, I think we'll have a better society, you know, a better society. But the thing is, like, the cost is fairly high, but you can, if you go to a course, like uh, we went to iLab in Bali. Yeah, okay. The Roger Hamilton place. And uh, we learned in two weeks, like, probably more than we'll ever learn in the school about right. this stuff. So, like, I think that my dad Absolutely. was kind of into this, was like, that I'm not just going to go to school, I'm going to do a lot, lot of uh, like uh, good courses and things as well. Because um, you can't really have like a millionaire as a teacher because the school won't have enough money to support that, you know. They won't be there. <laughs> They'll probably be... Well, another thing about... You said invest in yourself and as parents, you know, we want to do the best. So that's why I've invested in them. And trust me, the money I pay for them, they could be at Progressive every day, right? <laughs> the amount of money you pay to, to go there. But we can only try and do our best. The problem yes. with the school system, it's going to take people like you guys to have that mindset, but there's not enough of you guys, yeah? So you guys are rare. You know, my daughters will be rare because I'm going to teach them. But it needs a fundamental change. Now, I don't know if they would do that because the rich, the real rich, are reliant upon this system yes. of people going to a job, they're paying tax and they're making money. So yeah. they control the world. You don't really think about it, but like you could, the exactly. rich people, they're just, it's not the... Um, Society, it's like it's just the rich people that are steering the world, you know. Hundred percent. Why would if, I, if you really think about it? Or why would they change it? You know, if they're making so much money, they're going to try and keep it, right? Yeah. So one of Dad's mindset things that he taught me once was that yeah. when you do something, do it as good as you can. So at school, I don't think I have to think so much about my grades because it's year six and I'm going to be into business when I'm older, but it's the end of a school year and I'm getting pretty good grades just by doing my absolute best. Excellent. So yeah. I'm glad you got the attitude about the school thing because I think you need to be the best. Like in sales, yeah. I wanted to be, be the best. So I, I practiced. I, listen, I, was very, I wasn't very good at sales. I started off. But you know what I learned? And this is a lesson I give to everybody who says they can't sell is you, you get past that first call. You know, you're really scared to pick up that phone. Yeah. Once you get past that, and you keep doing it, you keep doing it, you keep doing it, you get about anything. So you discipline, you're right. You know, do it the best you can. You're never going to be the best, but discipline. Yeah, it's right. just like we and our podcast. And like in the beginning, we were super awkward and like scared about talking with ourselves. And now we just go to like a random <laughs> person and interview them. Yeah, not quite the podcast, but in the beginning, we did a junior MBA. Oh, yeah, that was that. Okay. Yeah. I'm mixing them too. So we had like, yeah. a Facebook page and we filmed videos on like uh, fundamental things like mindset and stuff we've covered already now. We should do another video soon. Yeah. No, you should do and you've got to be out there. I, I Listen, I was I'm all right on Instagram. I wasn't good on, that good on Facebook. I got my personal page, but I started connecting with friends this year. You put yourself out there, opportunity will come. In fact, this opportunity came from me just commenting on one of your one of your posts. And, yeah. you know, well, here we're doing um, a, a live podcast which I'm sure will bring you some value and, and the listeners. So, yeah, you're right. You yeah. have to put yourself out there. Yeah, perfect. So uh, I'm sure that many people would like to hang out with you more and find out more about yourself. What What's the best way for them to get hold of you? 
Yeah, so you can get me on all the all the platforms. My my website is J hyphen Dylan.com. So you can get me on that. But I'm on Instagram at J Dylan UK. Um, Facebook, J Dylan UK. Don't ask me why I put UK, but the J Dylan one. I think there's a singer called J Dylan. I don't know what he's doing. He's got like five followers. There is a J Dylan singer. Please, what's the best spelling, obviously? Because that's. Uh, yeah, spell it. So J A Y, and it's Dylan, D H I L L O N. Um, and obviously, my podcast will be launched on the 1st of June. So, I don't know if this is going to go out before or after. Yep. And then you can get me on the businessmentorpodcast.com. I'm going to be on there. So, I'm going to be everywhere. So yeah, know. I know. I know. Don't don't worry. We, we, we won't let go of you yet. We've got more questions. Yeah. I just want to make sure that yeah. that's in there. In the yeah, yeah. So I appreciate that. Yeah. yeah. So, quite kind of summarize to what doing stuff as good as you can while, while you're at it, having good routines. And asking questions. Yep. yep. And here's another one, a random question. Yep. We ask this to everyone. It's not so important. But okay. what's the coolest office you've had so far? The coolest office? So like, office. Some people, like Grant Cardone, he, he was working in a plane. <laughs> his private jet, that's his coolest office. And I okay. have it on the beach. So what's yours? The best office I had, and this is where my business idea came, was on a Singapore Airlines, yeah? So... I'd never been on business class before, right? I don't know if you, I'm sure you guys have traveled on there, right? But the weirdest thing is when you're, and I was only, oh, I must have been 22. And I had my cap on backwards, I was sitting down, because basically I was going to Singapore, then to Thailand, because we had some friends out there. And I can remember they give you actually a pen and paper, yeah? So I had everything there, and they actually say, Jay, can I get you a drink? And I'm like, what the hell is this? Because I'm the economy class, it just should be in the corner, right? Yeah. So, that is one of my best locations. I worked on that, you know, airline, had everything there, if that makes sense. And I've got another location was Mauritius, you know. We hired, um, it was two weeks in Mauritius, and we had this top four um, hotel apartment, and then out on the balcony was a little desk there, and you're working, you can see, you can hear the, the, the waves, you know what I mean? Yes. So, yeah. That was pretty cool as well. So I've had two, so I've cheated there, but, you know. That's perfect. That's good. Like it. <laughs> Given the kind of audience where we have, what's kind of a couple of thoughts you'd like to share with them about anything business relating or, or growth? I would say um, the biggest two things, if I could give like tips and stuff, is invest in sales, learn how to sell. I've just done a podcast on uh, it's one of the episodes is is always asked a question, right? So what I teach people who just don't know how to sell, I say to them, renegotiate your mobile phone bills, your anything you've got, yes. ask the question. I, I sell thousands doing that. So what I mean is if you can't sell, just get on the phone, ring up your phone supplier, yeah, and say, Look, I've been with you for five years, can you, you know, renegotiate my contract? And that will get you in the mindset to sell, because that's a soft sell. So I would say learn how to sell and everybody can sell. Right. Yeah. The people making the most money, like, you know, Frederick, we know this is people that can sell out on stage or talk. So that's one thing. And secondly, I would say is do as much research before you go into setting a business up. Yeah. Don't go into it because it sounds good. You know, if it sounds good, do your research and then go at it. I see many entrepreneurs in the trust and people I work with every single week who just think it's cool to start a business they get their mum and dad's money, they buy the stock, 
and they haven't got no customers. Yeah. So, and then, yeah. So I would say them two things. And also just, if you can sell, you can, you know, you'll be fine. Staying consistent with your business. And that thing that you said about like renegotiating everything, it's like, um, I just wanted to share a funny example. Well, my dad, he was going to get a new car. Yeah. And um, he like got it for half the price uh, just because they had driven in like just a couple of kilometers. Yeah. Wow. And uh, so you can save a lot of money and you can make a lot of money. People are afraid to say no. If you negotiate yeah. with someone, they might not. If they're not as uh, you know as uh, determined as you, you yeah. will save a lot of time and money. And, th- and there's a caveat to that because um, I've put in my own podcast is you know sometimes when you ask the question, if they say no, you've got to back off. And what you find is some people think it's a bit of a battle. Then no, you've got to give me discount. That person might not be able to give that discount. So yeah. ask the question or the, like, like uh, the, the consistency thing. Just keep asking it, keep asking it. And, you know, being consistent is definitely important. And obviously, when I run a bit of 10 years, I've been through a recession, and you've got to keep on going. You know, when it goes down, you'll make your money when you go up, you know, but people yeah. quit when it gets down, unfortunately. I used to work with sales performance, sales consulting. That was very much my my past career. I've not really been speaking too much about the, that the last few years, but just on yeah. the back of meeting up with uh, Grant Cardone last week, uh, I decided, okay, now is the right time to, to do slightly more about that. So uh, a good opportunity if you're out there listening to this, uh, you love sales and you're also not too afraid of, of presenting. Uh, fantastic opportunity to deliver and sell Grand Cardone things. We're, we're the first ever to sign a contract outside the US to have a license globally to, to do work on his behalf. So yeah, awesome. yeah that, uh, could good. be uh, some of your listeners might find that useful. And I'm going to put Ivan and Charlie on his uh, sales university. Nice. Uh, as, as soon as I can get access to the keys. So absolutely. Yeah. That'd be awesome. And I think Grant Cardone, you know, you, you've met with him. I've followed him for a long time. I just love the guy. And his stuff is just like, he just talks total sense. You know, he's 60 years old. Yeah. Right? And he talks common sense about investing. You know, Frederick, when you get a bit of money, you think you want to invest it, but really you should save it, get a big pot, then invest something. And um, yeah, he talks sense. I, I like him. Yeah, yeah. yeah and he, he makes you so happy. Like, <laughs> we, we, I was like so not motivated to do the, the podcast. And I'm like, I don't want to. He's going to be mean to me because I'm nothing compared to him or something. And he was just so nice and like happy. Yeah. And it's like when you, when you do interview people that are, Good, like it makes yourself good because, like, it boosts your yeah. confidence and makes like, you happy. Yeah, good, hundred percent. And you guys are meeting with him so young, you know. Yeah. I don't know about you, Frederick, but the first time I got into someone that's really, really cool was my mentor when I was like twenty three. If I'd met Grant Cardone when I was young, yeah, oh, it's just amazing. I mean, same thing. I mean, you one of the very first episodes, guys. You should check out on on Jay's podcast of course with uh, Rob Moore uh, yeah. also been working uh, directly with Ivan and Charles as well uh, and just fantastic to just have the chance to connect your your uh, your your boys to people of that caliber to just see what is doable uh, kind of outside the, the normal system so one more time thanks a million to Jay Dillon we kept on for another 15 minutes plus just to share some of the highlights from that one thing Jay said, 
turn off the TV or watch really good stuff on YouTube. And that is not the cats and dog stories. It's about good quality learning. And as always, we really love five-star reviews. So please give one and consider subscribing so you don't miss any of our great content. Excellent. So the reason why we ask you again is we had so many nice reviews before, but we changed provider uh, which meant we lost all the track record we lost all the subscribers and please join us again so we know that you love us bye bye bye